Okay, so for all you listeners out there, we've got a competition running at the moment where we want you to hit us up on Twitter and uh, suggest your Simpsons uh, episodes that you want us to review. What's that Twitter handle there, Elliot Jamil? That would be at Simpsons Index. What was that again? At Simpsons Index. Thanks, Elliot J. O'Neill. Did you hear it last time? Let's run it one more time. At Simpsons Index. You can win a bunch of stuff. Win a bunch of stuff. Cool stuff. Stuff you love. Surprisingly not Simpsons stuff. Yeah, there's no Simpsons stuff, I'm sorry. Sorry, we don't have that. We hoard that all for ourselves. For ourselves. If we pick your episode on our January 10th episode, you will win the box of merch. All right, so hit us up there. Thank you for listening, and um, here is the Simpsons Index. Do we do we do we? The Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. We just watched season 16, episode 13, that Mobile is. Homer. Mm. BT, what did you think? It's all right. Yeah? I'll, I'd like to preface this by saying, uh, listeners, if you hear any slurring of my speech, that is from being drunk, not from an audio problem. Woo! Daytime drinking! Woo! <laughs> um, so, yeah, okay. I've got less of an opinion of this than you do, man. I did not like this at all. Oh, really? Well, uh, at, all, at, at all a strong word. Did you want to throw a brick at your TV? Uh, I do anyway, because it's a piece of shit with it's bad fine. tracking. It's fine! What is your problem with your damn TV? If you want this fucking TV, you can have it. What is wrong it. with it? What is wrong with it? It's got bad tracking. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it means that um, the uh, it's not as smooth as... Ooh, look at me. My TV isn't as smooth as it could be. <laughs> it gets a bit jaggy. And also, it doesn't have the proper connections with my sound system. So, yeah, I need something that has more of a crystal picture. And when I grew up, we were all happy with a cathode ray tube that was maybe four inches square. And we went <laughs> damn fine to play multiplayer, fourth player, split screen, golden eye on that fucker. Um, so anyway, uh, this episode sort of doesn't actually get into its plot until Act 2, but essentially it's um, Homer spends the life savings on an RV um, and it produces problems with him and Marge. Yeah, it's one of those ones where, yeah, you're... you're uh, it's it's Because I wouldn't call it... It doesn't kick off till Act 2, because technically by the way plots work, you can't have an Act 2 plot start. Um, yeah. But it's right. more, yeah, until until ad break too is probably it's it's the weird thing where you have ad breaks and then you have plot points, mm. and I think a lot of lot of, a lot of the good ones, not necessarily all of them, but they do follow acts as ad breaks. I yeah. still, I always come back to a Homer at bat as being just quintessentially perfect for fitting that format just so well. Yeah, and an episode which, um, I've read some notes on like Wikipedia or whatever recently. A lot of the cast members and staff didn't like it. Really? Which is weird, because we, like... We love the shit out of that one. Unquestionable that, QZ that, from That's us. one of the ones that I hold in highest regard, flawless victory. It is amazing. But, um, especially Yardley Smith, who in an interview was quoted... Um, sorry, I'm paraphrasing. Um, as saying that, um, yeah, she didn't like it because it wasn't The Simpsons. It was the, the guest stars. And... Like it had little, to, nothing to do well, with the Simpsons, and like there's always well, there's always the thing. This is someone who is in the show as it's happening, yeah, reflecting on the episode. Whereas we are people reflecting back, knowing where they'll go with guest stars, knowing yeah. Even then, it I and mean, yeah, and I guess for season three, it was probably a bit of a departure from the format. And also for us, we don't know who any of these ball players are. Yeah, 
Like, and yet we love that episode. It, so loved the shit out of it. I know it's such a good. It's so good. Um, so yeah, for us, there's no star factor because we do not know who the fuck any of these people are. But yeah, going back to what you were saying about how the acts unroll with that episode, yeah, it, yeah. it is so. Perfect. It is yeah. Uh, Ad break one happens and you finished episode one. You come straight into uh, sorry act one, and then you come into act two once yep. uh, you get to, it's beautiful like that. This one, yeah, you're right. It um, until you get into after the second after the first ad break, you don't really have a sense of where this is going. It's just kind of like a lot of the latter day seasons. It just kind of floats around for a while, and you're yeah. just like, where are we landing? And you're trying to pick up plot threads from the beginning which usually have nothing to do with anything else i have very few notes on this one well yeah um, so it starts out um with marge and maggie and bart and lisa out on a sunday drive the kids aren't enjoying it you know marge is loving it because of course she is yeah and you know what do you say crusty i don't perform on weekends that was shit i didn't like that it was close to being okay but it didn't work yeah and then yeah. homer's cleaning out the garage and well okay going to that where she has that fantasy yeah. about homer no that was where i was going next is uh so this fantasy of Homer being muscular and having dropped 50 pounds and sparkled everything to a shine. It's like, that is so depressing. She's like... Like, delu- that's what she wants? She, no, I think that's what she pitches. As in, I think she's delusional about yeah. her own life at that point. It's so sad. It's right? more, It's quietly morbid as fuck. Well, it does bleed into the this episode's um, all-round feeling of, like... Um, because the whole thing, Marge and Homer are on the rocks for the th- second and third act. Yeah, yeah, and like, it, really, it's an uneasy feeling with them. Like, and there's not even good material mined out of it to justify no. how I split mean, they are. They've done a lot of Homer and Marge on the rocks things. Yeah. I will say the argument for this one feels a lot more realistic because there's a great argument where Homer's like, "I earn all the money. Why can't I do what I want?" And she's like, sure. "I pay the bills. I'm the one who's responsible with what you earn. So shut up and do what I say." I think that's a very realistic argument. Of yeah. The homemaker is essentially looking after the home, whereas the breadwinner is simply making the money to do that. Yeah. I think that's very real and very cool. I, I enjoy that realism to it, which is a weird thing to say, talking about Simpsons while you're drunk. But <laughs> no, but I mean, it is a good thing because, like, from a, um, a point of view, there are no winners in that situation. Yeah, and where... there's no one who's strictly completely wrong because it's yeah. like you work hard and you bring home the money and here's this person telling you what you can and can't do. But from the other side of the perspective, someone else is bringing home money that then you have to manage. And when you say, you know, we have to manage it this way and they defy you, that's bullshit. And especially, and from Marge's angle as well, when um, they don't actually work that hard at their job and, you know, they spend an hour Googling themselves and, you know, (laughs) another hour just sitting on the toilet and like, and, um, yeah, there is a potential for much better material to be mined from here that they just really didn't do with this one. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy the realistic grounding because there's so many Simpsons episodes where they spend a shit ton of money and get into a shit ton of debt, but yeah. that means nothing. Yeah. Or alternatively, are in a massive load of debt to begin with, but then that goes away. I, I enjoy the realism of that relationship of, you know, yeah, like I said, breadwinner versus uh, one who actually understands how this yeah. all works. Well, um, yeah, just again, going back to the start, I did actually like the Homer cleaning up his garage gag. Fighting spiders, yeah. Yeah, fighting spiders. Because, yeah, it's such a small, squashable insect that, of course, Homer well, is losing a battle with. For uh, internationalists, especially those in California where we're popular, apparently. <laughs> yeah. We live in Australia where fighting a spider is a goddamn contest. <laughs> I've and killed... A daily ritual. I've killed spiders with fucking baseball bats. <laughs> 
<laughs> a, because that was the biggest solid object towards me, and B, because they were big enough to need it. <laughs> you see those slippers over there? They yes, have seen more dead spiders than they have my feet. Oh, well. Not, yeah. <laughs> those, those slippers over there, and I am actually pointing at slippers for the audience, no, no, he, and I'm being completely he's serious. He's not lying to you right now. <laughs> they are for, um, for deadly spiders cockroaches and keeping the king of england out of my face oh yeah which you gotta do <laughs> otherwise he's all up on that shit um so and yeah like a few of the gags yeah charlotte's dead the name of the poison <laughs> and spider poison is people poison yeah, like, yeah. I, I do silly, I, I love hate the bit where uh marge comes home and homer and uh sorry uh bart says to lisa you yeah. can open that envelope i gave you now and it's a drawing of homer pinned under the uh garage door exactly as he is now I like that because it kind of calls back to Bart Shinnon. Yeah, yeah, that he's, he's, he is some sort of savant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, Which is not canon because it's, you know, a Halloween episode, but I... Oh, just the idea of Bart being this, you yeah, know. A little, he's not intellectual. He a is little a bit, bit Omen, a little bit Shinnon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. It's... It's something I want to do to people in real life. <laughs> and be right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But a heavy little envelope going, in a year, you should open this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to say how that... Bow, bow. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, uh, that all happens. The envelope... Yeah, sorry. That all happens. Uh, Lisa does CPR and Bart doing press com- uh, chest compressions. It's, it's like an elbow with, drop. Yeah, with like all the wrestling moves yeah. and then grabbing the folding chair. I liked all that. And this is where the episode starts coming undone for me and where I start running out of things that I like about it. Yeah. Um, where they try to get Homer insured. No, sorry. This is where the episode starts coming undone with me, where Homer's all delirious and stuff after the accident, and Marge is like, oh, homie, what are we doing? He's still, like, talking in tongues, and then all of a sudden, snaps out of it, and then he's like, well, you know, I'm going to hold a card game for Lenny and Moe, and, you know, comes up with rules that I wrote down in my, my head. head. And yeah, it's, it's that it's over-explainer lame. joke. Yeah. Like, it's very simple. If you have to explain it, it's not a joke. And also that it didn't, like, seamlessly transition from the previous thing of him being delirious and, like, babbling incoherently. I will say my bigger issue is going from, homie, what happens if you die, uh, that kind of concern, to Mm -hmm. being this split between Homer and Marge. Um... Well, I, there is a semi-natural progression to it. There is semi-natural. I don't know how to... It's, it's one of those ones that, as I was speaking that criticism, I don't now I don't know if I feel it's valid. Uh, I will say, I do like, and again, weird continuity, go later season writers. Uh, Merry Widow Insurance first comes up when they're doing Homer's Triple Bypass. Really? They have that uh, great little neon sign gag of yeah, like yeah. a grieving widow who's then dancing on the grave with dollar signs over her head. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, and but then it falls flat for me when they're trying to get insured, and the insurance guy, the the insurance Nagel, is uh, (laughs) shredding the form, deciding the Simpsons aren't worth insuring, and then Homer's like, "No, it's valid if I sign it," and he tries tries to sign it, and then his hand gets caught in the shredder, and he's bleeding. Is a far, far cry from that fantastic first part where he's like, uh, tries to sign it. He's like, "I wrote an H." It sort of looks like an X. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I have a calendar? Okay. <laughs> you know, it's a weird thing with Simpsons where, like, I compare, like, my opinions of... Um, I feel sometimes conservative when I'm giving opinions about The Simpsons because, oh, The Simpsons wouldn't do such a bloody joke, but on the contrary, I love South Park. I love everything about no, South Park. But there's a tone to those shows. Exactly. And that's what 
a lot of the latter, a lot of the mid-season Simpsons in the Dark Ages, as I refer to it, <laughs> betray completely. Uh, like, well, last... yeah, the movie seasons are especially the Dark Ages. Yeah, when someone just is like, "I oh, would we'll do this," and it's like, "No, that's fucking terrible." But yeah, so for the Simpsons, I feel like even showing the blood there, and especially because it went on for a little bit, like maybe. Uh, six or seven seconds or something that you saw Homer's hand being shredded and blood yeah, coming bloody. out and you're like shit is he losing fingers pulls it out just has a few grazes so in that context I think it would have been even funnier if the blood wasn't there like yeah. if he was just getting caught in the shredder and, oh, maybe if a bit of blood spilled into the yeah because Simpsons walks that weird line between realism and complete tunism yeah I mean that's why I have the wackiness question well that yeah and that's I mean Homer falls down Springfield Gorge and and just goes out. Dope, 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 yeah. Dope, dope. He doesn't like. There's no contusions. There's no blood spurting yeah, from his head. Yeah, you don't blood spurting. No. Um, which is kind of that weird thing. I mean, are these people immortal or are they not? Um, <laughs> whereas you know, it's it's that balance between Bugs Bunny and something fully realistic like King of the Hill or something. Sure. Yeah. So it's always been a bit kind of the damage is what we say it is. Mm. Uh, but even then, there are certain characters you know can get hurt and certain characters you know can't. Homer cannot be permanently physically disfigured. Yep. Maud Flanders can fall off a uh, you know, stadium and die. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like the whole presence of blood sort of thing, uh, it took away yeah. from the joke for it, me. It, it grounds it more into they can be hurt. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he gets stamped with that un- uninsurable thing and uh, whatever. Um, so then... Okay, this is how we get to the next part of the plot, is Marge is watching a Lifetime movie about a woman who went from rich to rags, and, you know, um, I did not like any material that came out of this no, I, Lifetime movie I thing, and mi- it went on for about I have, two minutes. Yeah, it really did. Um, I have mixed, mostly bad feelings about the line of, it's based on a straw- story. A true Ugh. story. No, actually, I hate it. it comes yeah, I'm I total groans about that, because... Maybe in concept it's funny, but in delivery it was so laboured. As a personal affront on my tombstone, I want to say BT Calloway based on a story. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good etching, man. Yeah, no, no specification or true or not based on a story. But okay, so Marge uh, gets all paranoid from this movie and she starts penny pinching and. I love everything about the budget O's gag. Yeah. I love... No, no, no. I, I agree as well. I can't. I wish I wrote down the tagline for it. What was it? Great frugal taste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the I whole back, thing man. that uh, looks like a, yeah, a discount crusty on the box and yeah. that you had to assemble it yourself and it came out like those yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. models where, where you, you have, have to, to punch out. out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I do. That, that is hilarious. And then I later with Homer has the whole thing in his mouth. I think everything about Budgetos was great. Yep. Put that up with the IRS burger is one of the yeah. better food gags ever. Absolutely. And then... Um, so there's a couple of scenes with Marge being frugal where, uh, Bart and Lisa are wearing, like, uh, shirts they got from Salvos or something, whatever the American equivalent of that is, and Bart had one that said, like, EPA now? Yeah, I looked that up on, uh, Googling on the Simpsons Index. Do, 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 do. Googling! I mean, I wrote lines there. Uh, all I came up with, uh, excellence in research for Australia was the first hit. So it's that. Oh, it was ERA, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. So it's either Energy Resources of Australia, uh, Excellence in Research for Australia, 
or something about the Australian Research Council. Basically, obviously, it's referencing Australia, because what else could it possibly be? Well, look, whenever I'll remember, I'll do corrections on the Simpsons Index. And also, uh, that oh, made me remember. Um, so when we did Homer's Odyssey, that season one episode that I'm not too fond of, Oh, yeah. Did you know that's not Harry Shearer playing Mr. Burns? What? Wait, which which episode is this? Um, That's the one where Homer goes to kill himself and then he starts making a bunch of signs and... What? <laughs> Who, who's... Because, I mean, from memory, that Mr. Burns is on point, but uh, maybe I'm remembering... Well, no, um, this guy, uh, Charlie something, was the original voice of Mr. Burns and he was difficult to work with, so they sacked him and then Harry Shearer basically... Didn't imp- uh, did the exact same voice. Well, props Harry Shearer, because yeah. I don't remember watching the episode and thinking that sounds different. Right? And again, Mr. Burns is one of my all-time favourite characters. He's a... And yeah, Harry Shearer based it off that voice that um, this... The other dude did. Wow. This other difficult-to-work-with actor did. And, well, you know, you it's, a, it's a classic, uh, fuck it, this show's going nowhere sort of stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, take that, everyone listening to us in Hollywood, California at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> where we get the most downloads. Uh, <laughs> shut up and do your job. Yeah, right. Um... <laughs> baffling um anyway so uh yeah they do the shirts gag and then there's the gag with homer bringing the thermos of beer to moe's and i didn't like anything out of that nope. and then so homer comes home and then has an argument with marge because after three scenes of jokes marge's penny pinching has gone too far and yep. it felt like announcing the plot to me it, which it was and again i don't mind that as a plot point yeah and then marge laying down the law you really felt the emotion with it and she was bringing in a good mix of sort of gags and um well, uh, me, heartfelt we, coming down bringing at the this point down. we've watched enough simpsons to know that yes she is probably the one who's balancing all the bullshit versus the income so yeah. understandably she gets pissed off about that <laughs> it's just we didn't go anywhere fun from there no. After they argue, there is a quick little slamming montage, as I've written it, where like uh, Marge slows the house door, slams the house door, so Homer slams the windows of his RV. Oh uh, yeah. So this is after he buys the RV, but uh, before that is Spoilers. where the change jar is talking. And I got really excited because like you were telling me about Andrew Jackson and what a nutcase this guy was, oh, and man. they have this gag where all the notes in the change jar are talking to him and like. Ben Franklin and George Washington and Andrew Jackson are talking to him. And like, they're going to do an Andrew Jackson's crazy joke. And they didn't. He, nope. he was drunk, if anything. Um, so, yeah, Homer um, goes and uh, impulsively buys uh, the RV. And I like the joke that you spent uh, our life savings on an RV. No, I spent our life savings on a down, down payment, payment for, for an, an RV. RV. Just a quick interjection. Um, Elliot and I were willing to work on a musical based on Andrew Jackson's life, similar to Hamilton, but, <laughs> but based on metal rather than hip-hop. Yeah. <laughs> I am Andrew Jackson. I will do this for free out of boredom. <laughs> uh, I Just pay my can... rent for two months. <laughs> also, maybe one on Edmund Barton as well. He was a fucking hardcore racist. Like, out, like America, I envy you that like George Washington is like somewhat noble for your first president. Well, our also, first prime minister was a cunt and a half. They, I mean, you have to research it, but you get a degree of uh, hero worship for George Washington. What just updated? He didn't knock down a tre- cherry tree. So yeah, ho- yeah, okay. Homer gets the RV fighting with Marge. Well, then they pretty much just. Homer gets an RV, they argue. 
Yeah. The kids take the RV back to the dealership to try and stop the arguing. So before that, like, um, Homer's explaining to the kids that Marge and him are on the break. And I don't like this because this has happened in other episodes where Homer explains to Bart and Lisa that him and Marge are on the rocks. And Bart and Lisa seem more than okay with it. And they start laughing and instantly cracking jokes. And there's no moment of kids feeling, you know, sad about the idea that their parents are splitting up or anything. At this point, yeah, earlier you could have been upset about it, but at this point it feels like you should kind of either be used to it or at least acknowledge that it's happened before, before launching at another point. I mean, they've got that uh, whole, um, every time I worry about mom and dad, I put an extra ball of yarn to the ball upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And this didn't really have a moment like that. Yeah, or... The significantly better right now. Your mother and I knew a sticky, nutty, chewy. Put it away, <laughs> Put boy. Away, boy. <laughs> um, I, I do like they take agency in this one. Yeah. They they say you guys are gonna argue. We're gonna take away the problem if you're arguing, and then everything will be fine. Which is again a very child's idea of how to fix a problem. They argue because this IV RV is here. Take away the RV, no problem. But what I didn't like is that that wasn't actually the cause of the problem. No. The cause of the problem was yeah. Marge's penny pinching and not having an, but, uh, um, an a dialogue open. To... You and I know that, but as kids, they would think yeah, I suppose. the RV caused that problem. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, there was okay. There were a few weirdly bad jokes. Um, um, Homer is pumping his exhaust fumes into uh, Flanders, and there's this weird Jesus joke where he's like. Now you just go to sleep, Nettie. Yeah, which mm. I liked, but then they cut to Jesus, like, uh, uh, sinister, hands. menacing, rubbing his hands and do sort yeah, of music underneath. Yeah, weird. And then when uh, he's filling up at the gas station, I like the idea that when the gas ticked over from 999 to 99 cents, it went to zero, and he was like, woo, free gas. Yep. Um, but I didn't like the whole uh, him meeting the other RV people and, like, we use jokes to mask the death of our son. Like, that just... I don't know. It was grim. It was grim. It wasn't so much to pull me out of it. It was just odd. Um, and then the regional beer joke, and then the tell them you're at a bus game comes. Terrible jokes. Um, I have so few notes from here on out. Yeah. Because there's <laughs> stuff that happens. And in theory, I like the idea of the RV owner mistaking the Simpsons house for an RV. Actual RV, yeah. But I don't think they executed it nope. well. Uh, it's, it's good enough. And the Everywhere Man, I liked it because it listed off all those like Springfield locations. Shelbyville, East Springfield. North Ogdenville. Haverbrook, yeah, all that. So anyway, Marge pulls the power off and then as quickly as this scene started, it ends with everybody leaving. And then Homer seriously cunts out here. Like, he just <laughs> fucking... So, can we stop and appreciate the term cunts out? This, <laughs> like, what he does here is just so cunty that I've got no other explanation or words for it. I don't it. remember. What, remind us all. Um, oh, where he's just fighting with Marge over the whole thing and um, he's just saying, like, not even good jokes and then does the impression of her and all this stuff mm. and the kids are, like, blocking their ears to escape the fighting. Man, it just felt Sad. so uncomfortable and the jokes, they were trying to shoehorn them into it but you didn't feel it. You just didn't. It's one of those things where if you think about it for more than a second, it gets really yeah. sad. Oh, and especially with Homer, like, what about my womanly needs? It's just such a dumb line. And yep. It doesn't work. Um, so anyway, getting into Act 3, and we're almost done with this. Uh, so nice bit of continuity, Bob's RV. Yep, I do appreciate it. They have the same character model. I'm pretty sure the same voice as the RV guy. Yep, yep. Um, That's about it. 
and yeah, a bad gag with um. So yeah, Bart and Lisa have taken the RV. They're trying to get uh, the refund for it or something, and they're following a Flintstones map that Homer had. Doll. Wow, wow, wow. So derpy. Um. And I liked the SUV gags where Marge was like, I can't see past the SUVs. And then I was like, it's okay, yep. we're coming up to a gentle corner. And then they all roll. Yeah, because like, I have a quiet grudge against any motherfucker who thinks they need an SUV in the city. There is not going to be a rainforest suddenly pop in front of you, you motherfuckers. You yeah, yeah. drive a people mover, get a goddamn Tarago. Yeah, you have to ascend many mountains taking your kids to yeah, soccer. Really? really? Do you? Do you? You <laughs> motherfucker. If you get a fucking drive one, learn how to fucking drive one. My only note in third act is fuck you SUVs, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, I sort of liked some of the material of Bart and Homer yelling between the cars and then... Um, the Frenching thing and Marge taking, you know, authority to, oh, just come here and kiss me. Um, but yeah, most of it fell flat for me. Yep. And then, okay, so getting into the tail end of the episode, somehow the kids in the RV end up on a boat, a yep. Turkish boat, yep. filled with season one Northern Exposure DVDs. Naturally. And then... So um, Northern Exposure hasn't been on the air since like 1998. Yeah, I'm guessing that's a joke to do with that. Ha, ah, Turkey, get DVDs late or something. <laughs> Turkey, it's not like they fund a lot of the uh, pirate DVDs with them watch. So what we were saying with the Simpsons Go to Cuba episode the other week is they just wrote everything they knew about a country on a warp, uh, yep. whiteboard and inserted yep. it into the episode. Yep. I feel like this was like, okay, let's do a Simpsons Go to Turkey. Uh, we've only got enough for like an end bumper here. Not like, even that. It's like, oh, where's this boat going? Turkey. Well, let's talk about some turkey stuff. So, yeah. They, they sound like a food. They say mention how they're Coptic Christians and Lisa's jamming on Turkish instruments while Bart plays soccer. And Wait, does that happen? I wasn't even paying attention at that point. <laughs> how drunk was I? Very. And do you remember the captain calling Marge a Lebanese prostitute? No. There you go. Um, and so, uh, naturally, uh, Homer destroys the RV, uh, drowns, and then... Bob floats by on his gorilla thing saying, ha ha, what a damage isn't covered by insurance. I win. It was so bad. And then it all ends with the Turkish people going, oh, we put some hashish in Marge's food. And yeah. Yeah, whatever. It lamed its way to the end. That's a phenomenal way to to phrase it. It lamed its way there. It uh, it lamed its way through all the plot points. Yeah. Like for all the few gags that I'm saying, like I enjoyed, I actually tend not to write down all the stuff that I don't enjoy. Like, if I really fucking hate it. Like it's because you're a fond it. critic, whereas you, you, you nicely parallel me, who hates everything and everyone <laughs> in this world. Um, so, it is time for the questionnaire. Join the dark um, side. So, <laughs> um, so, it was just an A through line, just with mm-hmm. offshoot sort of thing. Yeah, which normally I really like, but in this, it just felt pointless. If you could put it in a playlist, what theme? Also, you have the option not to. Homer Marge arguments and also not. Also not, yeah. I, I tend to agree, yeah. Homer Marge fights that you don't want to watch. Um, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Again, just barely scraping in yes. Because again, no one's off point. Uh, maybe it's just that I don't like to see Homer and Marge fighting because it was done in such a bad, jokey way. That... Yeah, but again, they have good reason to fight. Yeah, they do. Mm. It's it's one of those, again, begrudgingly, it just skirts in for me because 
their argument is legitimate. They didn't do anything good with that legitimate argument, but yeah. their point was fair. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. I mean, don't let me influence you, Elliot Joni. <laughs> Obey Hypnotoad. <laughs> well, I'm only skirting below the line because I just didn't like how Homer acted. Because, yeah, he totally cunted out twice in this episode. You're popping out cunted a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, not, not a pose. Have you seen this one before? I know I have because I know I've seen the Bart envelope shining bit. Yeah. But the rest of it, I don't remember at all. Yeah, so maybe it's one you saw before on Fox Hill and then tuned out. Yep. So yeah, for this one, I think I I've seen it about off. three times because, yes, uh, season 16, we're well within the um, the movie seasons, which is seasons 15 to 18, where the staff are distracted by working on the movie. And as a result, you have a serious dip in the late teens that comes back again a little bit in seasons 19 to about 22, I say, and then they dip again. Wackiness! <laughs> it's close to being... Pr- completely non-wacky in the sense that the argument the main conflict is very real yeah and uh, even like the wacky moments with like the, I mean, the car driving th- uh, the the end car chase scene sort of thing it's stuff like lisa being able to reach the accelerator but not yeah break. yeah but i mean so in a good episode you would have earned this moment but it didn't earn this way no it didn't and the heart. I don't feel like the heart was ever earned. I thought like yeah. it was more Homer and Marge announcing the plot points than it ever was. It's staple heart. It's where you just pin it on. Yeah. It's like, I don't feel shit about this. Shit. <laughs> yes. Um, yes or no? Would you watch this episode again? No. No. Um, so let's rank this thing. <laughs> I will kick it off now and I'm straight out giving it a failure. Wow. Um, for the parts that I did like were heavily weighed out by um, the fact that I didn't feel the heart from the Marge and Homer conflict that I more thought it was Homer being a cunt and Marge being irrational. So like, I, I didn't like it yeah, at all. And I do not want to watch this again. And even, yeah, the parts that I said I enjoyed, I don't think it deserves a higher ranking than failure. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Uh, well, man, I'm going to maintain that Failure belongs in something I want to yell at. I want to hate. Yep. So I'm giving a, a very low participant. Sure. Uh, as opposed to my last one, which got a high participant, I'm giving this a low participant. It, there's nothing I, I actively get angry about. It's just completely ignorable. It, you could cut it out of a disc, no one would know. Yep. And so to me, that's a participant. Something that is neither high... You know, it's the MTV generation. We feel neither highs nor lows. <laughs> and this is it's nothing it's it just exists you could delete this forever no one would miss it yeah but uh no one would be angry about its removal fair enough um yeah putting it at a dull participant i think um is works for me. for me but yeah i am angry enough out of it that i feel i'm justified calling it a failure and fair enough it's one of those things i'm not going to fight you on because i can understand why you would want to fail it it's just yeah flat and bland and kind of boring mm, yeah um, okay, well, that about does it for Mobile Homer. So now, keeping with the RV continuity, we are going back to all the way to season one. Oh! <laughs> and we are watching The Call of the Simpsons. I know the one, and I'm looking forward to it. Oh! <laughs> Jungle Man. Bears. <laughs>
still want a belt clip that is a big holster. <laughs> it's all I want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas is a big holster. We are back and we just watched season one, episode seven, The Call of the Simpsons, a.k.a. the one where Homer gets an RV and takes the Simpsons on a wild wilderness holiday camping adventure. BT, what'd you think? It's pretty good. It's not bad. It's not Um, bad. I have a lot of mixed feelings on this one, actually. Mixed feelings, hey? Well... It's so quintessentially Simpsons, and yet it lacks a lot of jokes until the third act. Third act is full of jokes. Yeah, so this is like almost a polar opposite of the problems we were having with the first episode, where they were kind of draggy through acts one and two, but third, it just brought it round, and there's so much material there. But not saying that the other one, uh, other acts are necessarily bad, it's just Yeah, they're, it's just, just they're not slow. as much fun. No, it's a very slowly paced uh, episode. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, well, first point we have to get out of, this is season one. So yeah. for you and I both, I think, there was a real big shell shock of uh, going through the opening scroll mm. and being like, guy eating sandwich in the background instead of either Lenny and Carl or Mr. Burns in the background. Yep. What? Lisa with a blue saxophone, old. What? And with a, a, a book holster on her bu- a bike? Bart steals the bus sign, old. What? This is so old. Lisa is biking with a bunch of books, old. What? And yeah. when they get to the couch, the couch gag is nothing. They sit down and they watch down. the television. They watch an orange fucking television. An orange television. Yeah, yeah. The school's purple. The television's orange. The I saxophone's know, blue. Oh, it's all over the fucking place, man. <laughs> Up is down. Left is right. Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> But um, having said that, it's not the wackiest of all the episodes. No, no, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's very strange after nearly thirty years of this to go yeah. back to the source, and it's, it's, it's a little off-putting occasionally. Man, so thank God we have beer. So much nostalgia though for this episode. Um, so anyway, starts out, uh, Bart's doing the mowing, and um, he's got a crappy mower versus the, the Flanders mower. nice mower setting up right the whole on. divide. With Again, why do you have a ride-on mower if you've got, like, a yard in a backyard? Come on, Flanders. Yeah, right. <laughs> you would know better. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But it's the have and the have-nots. And there's that great moment of, well, Flanders, I get your mail occasionally. You want to make $27 more a month than me? I love that line so much. <laughs> but, yeah, it starts up, you know, uh, plants the seeds for the, uh, the um, sorry, envious is- divide between the Flanders and the Simpsons. And this is OG Homer, who speaks more like this. It's more of a Walter Matthau thing, so you're going for some frosty chocolate milkshakes. Frosty chocolate milkshakes. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. So yeah, a bit unsettling. So anyway, um, after, you know, the lawnmower thing and after seeing Flanders' new RV, you know, Ooh. with a satellite dish. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> satellite. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, again, at the time, that was beyond cutting edge. Nowadays, that feels like... Yeah, I got that shit on my phone. Yeah, I know, right? And even like when they get to the RV place and they're looking at the behemoth and it just, (laughs) it looks so dated. Can I, and feel free to cut this. In fact, cut this. Cut this shit. Uh, The words land behemoth make no sense because behemoth by technical definition is a massive land creature. 
If you're talking about a sky creature, that's Ziz. If you're talking about a water creature, that's Leviathan. If you're talking about a land creature, that's Bohemoth, according to ancient Hebrew text. Now, given that, I'm guessing that's exactly what they were going for. Possibly. Possibly. I like to think original Simpsons knew exactly what they are doing, mm. as if this was like an ATM machine gag, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just on another note with the RV place, so uh, we mentioned in the last episode that we really liked that they brought the character of Bob back. Now, I did do, do a quick bit of Googling while watching The Simpsons, oh, oh. and um, because Bob's voice sounded sort of semi-familiar to me, and yes, in this episode it was Albert Brooks. In the one we just watched, I think it was uh, Carl Vinegar or something. Doing uh, Albert Brooks. Yeah, because this had such an Albert Brooks tone, and especially like his way of improv and you even notice the animation on his voice sync was a bit off and i think that's because he was improving so hard they couldn't sync yeah. it up i will say it's it's a hard episode to judge because the latter half is kind the, the third act is way wackier the first half all of your jokes come from if you've ever been to a used car dealership and you're yeah. dealing with that and that kind of Really stereotypical, but also really funny kind of... There's colour in your skin. Um, you look Roman. You're like a uh, god or uh, something. something. Come on, Zeus. Like, it's just like that yeah. sleazy complimenting... And it, yeah, and that, like, uh, me and your dad are going to go in the office and talk this out, and you're going to drive home in this thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's so well done. It's so funny to anyone adult who has bought a used car and knows that slime. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's like, such a good point. And... And like, and that it's that whole sort of southern gentleman uh, facade as well. Like, he his voice even reminded me a little bit of uh, Walton Goggins. I don't know who that is. Um, he's the other guy who <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's eight people in a room movie. The Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Yeah, yeah. He's the not Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> You're shitting me. You know I have issue with that movie. That guy. And he's also the guy in community as well. <laughs> Can you believe it? He died filling up those flasks of semen. <laughs> you know what we should do now? Shots! <laughs> yeah. I know the guy from, yeah, from the reference. Um, I, think, I think that was my major problem with this episode is that tonal shift. The first half, it's very, it's very adult in the sense that that comedy comes from used car salesman and dealing with them yourself and yeah. if you're a kid this is boring as hell because yeah just get the rv and do something fun come on and it's and then even when they do get the rv leading up to the end of act one it's just a couple of traffic gags homer taking a shortcut gag not wanting to stop for directions like, come on it's um, all terrain i like the bit though with um they're driving through the water and <laughs> my feet are wet i'm scared uh, we're all scared honey <laughs> like um for sure for sure yeah. But then the but then the last the third uh, act and what's that odor? <laughs> what's that odor? We're playing what's that odor? Dad's feet. You win, Bart. Bart. <laughs> and yeah, all set to the music of Valkyrie. Yeah, that one. No, I think I, that's public domain. I don't think we have to pay for that I'm one. I'm pretty sure that's that's fine. Yeah, the yeah, dude's been fine. dead for like three hundred years. With my knapsack on my back. Um Yeah, so uh then they do the whole can we stop here? Yes! They're on the cliff face. I uh, love the animation. I, lo I I personally love some classic cliff face gags. I mean, when we did uh, Mr. Plow, I mm. love that gag where he's teetering on the edge and he turns the radio dial. Yeah. And, <laughs> and in this one where it's just like, okay, Everyone? now we're slowly going to get out of 
the car. <laughs> so and everyone's bailed already. <laughs> it's it's very it's, uh, that to me and is then, very Simpsons. The family doesn't give a fuck. It is just everyone is self preservation. But then and then after the car falls and it does the very Looney Tunes esque yeah. uh, little puff of, of smoke and explosion and stuff. Oh, it ju- it just looks beautiful. Uh, like, it is. This is one of those ones that I have. I'm, I mean, when we get to it, I'm gonna have such a hard time rating because. The beginning is so adult, but the end is so Looney Tunes. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, it's almost its spirit gets younger as it goes along. Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, maybe that was the point. I mean, maybe the point was to hook an adult audience and then draw them back to that old days of Wile E. Coyote. Well, yeah, because they're still experimenting at this stage yeah. of The Simpsons. And yeah, this is like from memory one of the wackier storylines of season one because we're talking about the season that had the you know simpsons roasting on an open fire the homer's odyssey one which we've already covered Krusty getting busted uh homer with that um weird stripper thing yeah which is one i never see repeated on tv ever yeah it's actually weird i revisited that i'm not looking forward to that one anyway um uh so uh start of act two um, that great gag with um, Maggie shivering and they're like, someone calm her. And he's like, look, Maggie, birdies. Yeah, and <laughs> they're just vultures. circling. <laughs> I do love that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got that. So yeah, at this stage in the story, um, I like how, um, and we were saying it before with Marge Lisa storylines, you know, what are there? And this was one of them where yeah, it was kind of cute. So. They're like a, almost a sea story, but they're, yeah. you know, they're surviving together while Bart and Homer go off and do ridiculous bullshit. And I like how that they keep reinforcing that they're just improvising, you know. Hmm. They're just, they, they're out of their element, but, you know, they've got it's, a good nature it's and a you know, sensible, everything's going to be fine. It's a sensible woman with an intelligent girl. And yeah. They, they build a shelter, make a fire and organize the squirrels. What's <laughs> <laughs> One thing I love about this show is, oh, sorry, this episode is that they don't call major attention to those little quiet gags like yeah. Marge organizing the squirrels according to, we don't really know, but we're going to assume it's hype and maybe it's adorableness. We don't know. <laughs> and I love that. I love they don't mention it. They just do it. Yeah, yeah, a, a quiet gag. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, um, at this point, yeah, Homer and Bart go off to find, I don't know, civilization or food or something. And, and, and I then... will quickly interject before they separate. Lisa has a great line of, Remember, Dad, the Big Dipper always yeah. points to the North Star. And he goes, Lisa, we're in the wilderness, not astronomy class. Yeah, already showing that two people who don't know what they're doing are already more qualified than Homer who's supposedly had experience. Well, that is that is possibly my only problem is they keep referring to Homer as an experienced woodsman. Yeah. Why? Well, I guess at that time... The other thing, early Simpsons, we don't know these characters yet, mm. so maybe he is. We don't know. It's, 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 it's the fact that we've gone on to realise that he's not. Yeah. And as you and I were discussing off... off off tape uh he's an experienced musician he's a yeah. fan he's actually a really good musician but woodsman it never comes up again so this is but again season one they didn't know yeah maybe they um we have the power of hindsight. maybe they established it in the episode I, i'm not sure but i don't think they established the idea that he was an experienced no. woodsman well no, other no. than the fact that he's a man and this did come out in the 80s so but I kind of like that because, again, going back to The Simpsons coming out and being the antithesis of Father Knows Best of the Brady Bunch, yeah, where yeah. the the may the, the father was the central knows everything point, to be the antithesis antithesis of that, 
and B, he's the one who knows the least, who fucks up the most. Yeah. And but that everyone assumes knows what he's doing. I kind of actually like that as being a man in this 21st century. I occasionally feel like people assume I know what I'm doing. I don't. <laughs> I really, really don't. Yeah. They uh, the random passerby look who on the street. Excuse me. What time did this bus come along? And you're like, what the fuck? Do I look like the bus knower all around? It's like, lady, I'm wearing a goddamn Opeth shirt, so you'd leave me alone. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> 11 to 17. Um, anyway, um, so at this point in the story, yeah, Bart and Homer go off uh, to whatever, and Maggie sort of tags along with them, but they don't notice, and I like how Marge and Lisa are like, oh, she'll be fine with them. And then it breaks into the whole uh, Maggie and the Bears story. Now I do quite like that. Let's yeah. just talk about that whole thing now where... Um, As a single singular shell. Um, yeah, because it's like... Um, it's like, okay, the story is an A through line with the offshoot, so I think mm. you do get an A, B, and C story because of yeah, Marge and Lisa. It's a Homer. bigger offshoot. Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't call it a B plot, but it's a bigger offshoot. But yeah, where she calms this bear by putting a pacifier in its mouth, and then the bear's like, hey, other hey, bears, this one's all right. And then they start stealing things from other camp sites. And, and um, especially that asshole who's like, uh, hello, bears. You know, I really wanted the bear and, to swipe that dude. Okay, so they do that all within... Uh, yeah, so did I. But uh, they do this all within Maggie draining like one bottle of formula. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I have no personal experience, but hanging out with my nephew, who is the greatest human being on earth. Mm. I know that's fast. That's like 10 minutes. Yeah. So they steal a lot of shit from him quickly. You said formula there. I guess I never thought about it. It's either formula, cow's milk, which babies shouldn't have, or... Boob milk. Wouldn't that be fucked up if Maggie was drinking the boob milk from that woman? The wife? A, l- of- a little bit, but hey, you Did know- they have breast buns back then? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Elliot, people have been breastfeeding for a long time. No, but breast pumps to, you know, harvest the milk and put it in bottles to... I'm pretty sure they use. came up with that in 1642. <laughs> I'm sure that's a lie, but you know I'm not going to correct you. Feel free to Twitter in. Ooh. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So I mean, uh, that about does it for the Maggie storyline. So, uh, and yeah, I like that the whole Barton Homer's hysteria was set off by hearing Maggie's sucking of the pacifier and like yep. <gasps> rattlers, and then they run yeah. off and then fall down the cliff face, lose all their clothes. The classic sound of, and I can tell you how to do this at home if you want to. <laughs> Just your tongue and your lower lip. I've got no problem with the word moist, but uh, the reaction I get from the pacifier sound is moist. I think, yeah, people feel when they hear the word moist. Interesting. I will note that and taunt you with it. Fuck you. <laughs> this is what friends are for, douchebag. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and so Homer, upon falling down the waterfall, can't find Bart, and he's like... Uh, majestically poetic in this moment of all the fates of heaven and earth why would this one befall me and yeah the whole hey dad you're naked jungle man oh yeah and yeah i like the whole thing with them uh you know first priority covering up your shame (laughs) (laughs) oh what what got updated now dual shock four battery level low (laughs) that's not a notification worthy of a no bioshock downloaded that's what you should worry about Bioshock. I was actually thinking of getting a Play collection. Bioshock. But um, Red Dead's about to come out on PSN. Play Red Dead. 
So I'm going to play that because play of the right sequel coming out either play next Red or Dead. the year after. I'm just going to say, because once it comes out, that's all I'm going to talk about. Red Dead 2? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I feel like I've been behind on that one. Like, because, like, f- I should have already played it. I mean, I'm such a massive fan of the GTA series that... Grand yeah. Theft Horse is a natural evolution. <laughs> Grand Theft Horse. <laughs> so good. Um, Play it. And yeah, I love Play the sequence it. with Barton, Homer, and uh, Trapping the Rabbit. <laughs> this young sapling will do. And yeah, 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 yeah. grabs I the love... rabbit, flings it. I know. I love the trap turns into a catapult. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a good bit. That is like a platinum moment in mm. an otherwise not platinum. Uh, and and yeah, when he goes, all right, I'm going to make a lot of noise and flush out the rabbit. And when he comes out, you, you step, step on him. him. <laughs> like, I remember the cadence of that line so well. It, yeah, ex- I think this is one of those episodes everyone knows so well they can get that exact rhythm of the yeah. lines. Absolutely. And your father, an experienced woodsman, has done. Jungle Man. Oh, 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 oh. Um, right, Dad. Oh, and uh, with the young sapling, here's a joke that I missed. Um, what are we going to do with that? Hang ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> I think I got that. It was just, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't, you don't think about suicide at this point. <laughs> um, so anyway, going into Act 3, uh, Marge and Lisa, have, we've already established her fine. They built a shelter. They organized yep, yep. their squirrels. Yep, they yep. started a fire. And then Homer, Homer and Bart in that good night. Dad. Um, so anyway, Act 3, start of the next day, Bart and Homer are hungry, Homer just punches a beehive <laughs> looking for food, which starts up the awesome sequence events that leads him into being mistaken for Bigfoot. Yeah, I will say that's, in terms of jokes, where this episode takes off. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, a bit too late, but I mean, at the perfect time. But the sequence starts with, yeah, Homer punching in the beehive, yep. eating honey, getting bees in his mouth, getting stung, <laughs> um, searching for water, jumping into a mud pit, getting himself covered in mud, filmed on tape. <laughs> Looking like Bigfoot. <laughs> and, um, and I love the whole media circus that jumps around this. And then they find Marge and Lisa in the woods. And then yep. Marge is like, that's not Bigfoot, that's Homer. And, and there's spinning newsreel, which, oh God, I love a good spinning newsreel joke. Woman marries Bigfoot. But the or great was- thing about this sequence is, and this is pre-internet times as well, where they're, I guess they're making a commentary on how fast the media circus, um, uh, how fast the media reporting happens. Yeah. And yeah, so it's, yeah. Um, I married Bigfoot. His name is Homer. Another spinning thing. And what does he eat? Uh, I don't know. Pork chops. And then it's Another like. Spin. <laughs> I know. True. I. Yeah. It would be so much more poignant now. Yeah. But even then, to say the media will take nothing and turn it into a, the story of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I and do the, love the, the fact that this story preempted like a president's address or something, like a State of the Union or something. Yeah, um, like, I got that note down. Um, yeah, you've got pre-Kent Brockman, mind you. Oh, this, this is Scott Christian. Some random... Kent Brockman was off tonight. Yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> Scott Christian, fucking on, he's going... Uh, he's talking about possible Bigfoot says... Uh, um, he goes, we'll now return you to the president's address, which is already in progress. Like... <laughs> Which is again a, a very quiet gag itself. That it's a, yeah, it's a very adult quiet gag, and 
See, the way that you would draw too much attention to it would would be, you know, okay, we now return you to the president's address, which is really important, and we decided to preempt it because this is way more interesting. You would cut to that and be like, that's why we're going to invade Holland. Yeah, exactly. uh, (laughs) Why would you invade Holland? Flowers. Yep, Homer president would definitely be in favor of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... So, um, and I like the bit where the, uh, the, uh, assistant director is like, Hey, no bears on set. You know, we're recording we're here. All and bears the, off the set. And the bears are just like, Oh, okay. It's just mm. wander off. That's really good. Mm. I feel um, like, uh, Homer getting shot for tranquilizers and just says, uh, yeah. Avenge me, son. <laughs> Avenge my death. And so from there, we're in the uh, very last bit of the episode. Um, it's a news report about, you know, a bunch of scientists studying Homer and, like, feeding him a pork chop through a small little um, gap in his have enclosure. Some apple and then a bunch of scientists debating on live television what he is. No, I think he is a man, but a very uh, unevolved, unevolved man. man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is a brilliant beast. beast yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just... The whole humiliating aspect of it and how wacky and far out it was that they'd mistake him for a, uh, a missing link or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Time for the questionnaire, I reckon. Um, so, yeah, storyline. It was, like, pretty much a through line that had ABC offshoots with yeah. Marge, Lisa, Homer, Bart, Maggie most and deaf, the Bears. Most um, Maggie the Bears was the biggest offshoot we got, and it's, yeah. That was so adorable, that whole thing. It's and, so you know, at the end where, you know, the nice grizzlies, nice grizzlies, later grizzly dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I get that one stuck in my head. And, yeah, just her looking back, and then the one bear who's still got the pacifier that he gave her. Fuck that sound. Um, okay, if you could put this in a playlist, what would the theme be? RV. <laughs> yep, RV episodes, unfortunately paired up with that one that... Uh, we didn't really like um, I, um, <laughs> bears. Even like Simpsons go to because oh, like, sorry, my, my favorite um, cards against humanity card bees. <laughs> episodes with bears. Episodes with bees. The bees. bees? Um. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's Simpsons family core episodes, I guess. I, I'm going to say, before we get to rank, this is my biggest problem with the episode. It is such a quintessentially Simpsons episode, but there is so little I like about it. Yeah. There is like, there's no heart. There's no, not a lot of jokes. I, I I'm. It's going to get weird to ranking because, again, it is so... Everyone remembers watching this episode. Mm. Everyone knows this one. And yet, there is so little I like about it. Interesting. Which feels weird. But did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? For the most part. I mean, again, when you're watching Simpsons in this era, they are the antithesis of the previous established sitcom. So they, you know, that's why Mm. Homer is assuming he's in command while having no idea what's going on. That's why he is the experienced woodsman. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to fool everybody, whereas... um, Later episodes would have him as the idiot. Yeah, yeah. He would... uh, yeah, he would be obvious in how incompetent he was, whereas mm. this one, he was still able to get away with um, lying. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think any character's off point, and no. especially when they bring it to the whole Bigfoot thing studying him, and, you know, it, it's so weird and stuff, but the thing is, that's Homer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's later on when he's uh, at the uh, Frying Dutchman as Mm. the, I hear they shaved a gorilla. Um, (laughs) Just all you can eat seafood. And he's, you know, he is more beast than man, you know. Oh, and the food and beverage index. Uh, We haven't eaten yet, but tonight we have been drinking Asahi beer, (laughs) which is uh, uh, light and crisp and delicious. Mm -hmm. I give it a gold. It's, It's a gold, yeah. Yeah. Oh, despite its silver label. And we have also <laughs> been uh, supplementing that with a bit of 1800 and Nyaho, mm-hmm. which I give an undoubted cubic zirconia. That is some delicious tequila. But interestingly enough, with the 1800, I prefer the Reposado. I normally prefer Añejos over Reposados, but I think 1800 do a better Reposado. He who makes a beast of himself gets rid of the pain of being a man. I forgot where I was going with that, but I like the point. <laughs> Homer and the beast and the Bigfoot. So he's rid himself of the man and yet has become the beast. He's all gone back to nature, much like, uh, you know, of wolf and man. Metallica mm. saying about, shut up, let's move on. All right. Um, do you have any memories about how this ep- episode uh, was a part of your life? I mean, it, again, it comes back to, do you remember breathing for the first time? No. Exactly. It's, just, it's a part. Yeah, there's just parts of this episode which I know me and my family have quoted ad nauseum. Um, I've got little glimpses of um, watching this episode when uh, we had taped it on VHS tape <laughs> and the little Channel 10 logo would flash up with whatever the saying was I remember at the time. recording this to Wax Cylinder. <laughs> Predating your fancy VHS bullshit. <laughs> I'd love it if, like, some college essay was like using this as source material and <laughs> quoted you. Then, but I would love. Did you anyone... know that people used to record The Simpsons on wax cylinder? I would love if anyone quoted me for anything. <laughs> um, play count. How many times do you reckon you've watched this episode? Eighty-seven. Yeah, like, I'd say um, it'd be in the 40s for me because I definitely watched it a bunch back in the early days when we had this on, you know, uh, recorded VHS, but I don't go to revisit season one or even two that much. Mm. Um, I don't know that I've watched this episode in about five years, probably. Yeah, it's it's one that, again, everyone knows, and yet there's not so much love about it. Ranking is going to be weird for me for this one. Um. Any jokes that sort of went by you only noticed on this viewing? For me, it was the Bart with the um, the tree sapling. and like, What are we going to do with that? Hang ourselves? Um, for me, that's uh, one joke that went over my head. But otherwise, not really. See, for me, I understood suicide from the age of two. So I get that. <laughs> Your poor life. <laughs> my realistic life. Um, nah, not really for me. I don't, I don't think there's much subtle humour. No, it's... Well, okay... I suppose you don't understand the bit with the uh, RV retailer until you've dealt with... Yeah. Or even old enough to understand what it's like dealing with used car salesmen. Actually, on that note, and even with the scientist describing like how Homer is, maybe that'd go by your head, but I, I don't know. I got enough. You, you get enough from context and I was going on, doesn't yeah. it? But mostly just this slick car smell and it's like... You see that guy over there? He said, save the little one from me. And now here he is. Are you going to buy it right now? Yeah. Because you, this is your last chance to walk oh, out of here. And when he goes, he looks hand. toward. And then when Homer's like, oh, I should consult my family. And he's like, oh, well, I guess you could talk with those humans. <laughs> I did actually write that. I was like, those humans over there. I, really? I thought you were a man. You're going to yeah. talk to those humans over there? 
Just really playing to the ego. Yeah, that whole thing. Um, absolutely. Some, yeah, I feel like that would have gone over my head, but I mm. would have picked it up between when I first saw this and now. So. Yeah. Um, uh, wackiness. So the wackiness only came in at the end. Uh, well, I, I guess with the Mackie and the Bears storyline, um, that was a little bit of wacky sort of story to keep you going. And then with the whole Bigfoot thing, but Mostly... um, I don't think anything was to the detriment. No, not at all. Um, yeah, I thought wackiness was all benefit. Actually, I, I haven't got much to say about that. <laughs> Neither do I. I mean, it's there, but again, nothing that's there is problematic or disruptive or a problem. It's just, it's just there. Yeah, it all works. Um, it's kind of, again, the most wacky thing is, yeah, again, Maggie with the bears, and that's just the cutest stuff, and you want to let that go. It's fine. And yeah, Homer just being mistaken for Bigfoot is a wacky concept, but in the way they sort of delve it out, like with the scientists hypothesizing, <laughs> so much good material there. Um, heart. Uh, interesting. Um, no. No, not really. Like, even heart between the family is only sort of felt between the Marge and the Lisa storyline. But it's not like that really goes anywhere either. It's not heart. It's more surviving and even then. It's, yeah. There's a little bit Homer Bart. More Mm. a passing of knowledge, I suppose. But it doesn't feel like a thump thump. No, no, no. Um, So, yes or no, would you watch this episode again? I totally. I would absolutely watch this episode again. So, let's rank this thing. Mm. Uh, Kick it off, BT. I don't know where I go. (laughs) Yeah, it's tough because it's so quintessentially Simpsons. And yet there are so much I just Mm. that isn't funny. There are so few jokes and there are so few hard. So I'm at, I'm at, I'm at a grilver at the moment, or a sold if you want to turn, turn it that way. <laughs> sold. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the R coming from in grilver? Uh, from the Earl Silver. Sil- Silver. Srilver. Srilver. Ah, it's actually insane. That yeah. Okay. I know my ranking. I'm I'm silvering it. Like, yeah. It is. Um, we've used this phrase before. Quintessential, unessential. Mm, actually yeah if yeah this thing if i was in jb hi-fi sponsor us and um <laughs> they had like the best simpsons ever and this episode wasn't on it i'd be like I, w- I wouldn't even notice no i wouldn't notice and i wouldn't care i think you're right i think it's a silver it's but the thing is when you think of early simpsons you think of this episode but there are so few jokes that land well there's no real plot that drives anything it, for some reason, this one just sticks out, and I don't know why, which is why it's so hard to slap a silver on it, knowing what else we've slapped silvers on. Yeah, well, I mean, considering other things that um, have earned the silver ranking from us, The Departed, uh, the, sorry, other things that Departed. have earned the silver ranking from us, The Departed, The Look Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner, like... I Those ones episode. are like later episodes that are still great, yet you're 500 like... 500 Keys was silver, wasn't it? 500 Keys, our highest ranking HD episode so far. And uh, see, I feel... Mm, it's so tough, because this feels like it should be... No, you're right. Sorry. No, 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 no. Silver? Silver. All right. It's, well, it's look, of, it's not like silver's a bad rank either. It's no, just an awkward It's so, rank. so silver. It's not shameful bronze. <laughs> yeah, it's so, just... so silver. Because you're right. Like, the, the beginning doesn't isn't joke-heavy, and, like, it doesn't really come into its own until halfway now, through. There are jokes in the first half, mostly from the car dealership, but you, it's just such an imbalance between that and the ending. Yeah. Which is much more wacky, youth-oriented humor. I would say that... that Disparency and balance is what I'm going to call it. And 
and they go hate myself well. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that about does it for this episode. Um, yeah, BT, thank you very much for joining me in the dank this evening. It's cool you have beer. <laughs> I've said that before, but it's true. <laughs> and um, you are? I am Elliot J. O'Neill. No. What am I doing? I don't know. I know what I'm not doing. Tapping out. Boom. Thank you for checking out the Sinners Index. <laughs> Please visit the website for other stuff we're talking about. Thank you for checking out the Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. Is it being holster? Ladies and gentlemen, Elliot J. O'Neill is now going to close a door with a towel on it so it will not refract sound properly. Oh! Simpsons theme! We don't have property rights to do this. Oh, we more than five seconds. We're screwed. Uh, that was a parody song called The Imsons Findex. And yeah, all set to the music of Valkyrie, Valkyrie. No, I think that's public domain. I don't think we have to pay for that. I'm pretty sure that's that's fine. Yeah, the dude's been dead for like years. With my knapsack on my back. Yeah, but sometimes I use this stuff for the um the outro remix thing. I am drunk, so shut the fuck up. Woo! Actually, yeah, definitely gonna order some pizza after this.